Welcome to the Todd Ginger Podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm your host, King Jane in the building. You know what I'm saying? We got my man, Khalil Baker, in the building. What you doing, man? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good to yeah, see you. <laughs> what's up, man? How y'all doing? <laughs> and we got my man, Bishop. Deep in the building. What's one and only. What's good? My mother, bro. <laughs> Trying to be sophisticated with a book. You know you can't read. Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad that you started painting again. Yeah, so, yeah I'm so glad that you, you know what I'm saying, you know, watch a book behind. Anyway, hey. anyway, you know what I'm saying, we're going to get into Ain't something. Ain't none of that. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know what I'm saying, on my mother, bro. You dig what I mean. They don't wear socks if people want to know. Oh, yeah, bro. Your feet be cranking. Yeah, you feel it. So, right, I can learn all that. <laughs> All right, so we're going to have, you know, Clell prayers in, and we're going to get right into it. Go ahead. Man, uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for the opportunity to um, uh, just expand your kingdom to all four corners of the earth, to share your love, grace, mercy, kindness, and goodness to a lost and dying generation, Father God. Lord, we just pray that this podcast will be a blessing to so many uh, people who had the opportunity to listen, have the opportunity to tune in, and uh, uh, to just hear your light and hear your love and hear who you are. And uh, the things that you want to do through us and uh, for us and for your glory, Father God. So, Lord, we just pray that this uh, series, this uh, episode, be a blessing uh, to those who listen, those who tune in, and that you'll just get the glory forever and nevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so, you know, we've been just going through these past couple of weeks and we were just thinking as far as just what would be something that we can bring to bring forward just to our community and some things that we could, like, really talk about and really dive into. And one of the things that we've been really just passionate about, one of the things that we've been really, really just trying to have an understanding and something that we can use to grow our communities and, you know, build relationships uh, is the fact that we're going to be talking about other cultures, cultures in general, but just, you know, other cultures specifically. And honestly, we're just trying to have, um, as we've been going through these past couple weeks, trying to prepare, we're just thinking of, really what culture means and just what how, how we as you know with the podcast and just as you know men of god in general how we can be an influence and a positive light to our culture specifically so i was open the floor up with this it's just like what is culture in particular that's interesting man um it's like, because we all got different viewpoints of culture and what it is, and um, just some background information for uh, those who may be listening outside the city of Lynchburg. All three of us, we go to Hill City Community Church, mm-hmm. and it's a multi-ethnic church, and it's uh, pretty diverse, the most diverse church in Lynchburg. So you got people from different backgrounds, different walks of life, and um, people from literally all over. Most of us college students, 8% of the congregation is all college students, so um, it's a young you know, young crowd. So, uh, with the church, you know, they're really big on, um, you know, sharing the gospel, evangelism, and uh, just sharing the gospel with the truth and the love of Jesus. And, you know, you got the kingdom culture, and then you got the culture based upon how you was raised, you know. Um, all three of us, you know, we're raised in different backgrounds. We all got different stories. You know, Derek's from Richmond. Uh, Jay's from New York. I'm from uh, Northern Virginia. So, uh, just with our upbringings and different things we experienced growing up, you know, kind of make a foundation of who we are as people and how we present ourselves, how we talk and how we operate, how we live day-to-day life and our worldview and just so many different things. So um, just with this whole culture series, we just want to have the opportunity to uh, hear other people's voices, their opinions of uh, how they view the world, how they view themselves and how they uh, were able to establish a relationship with Jesus and a relationship with others and to be able to 
uh, grow to embrace and open up and share who they are in a free and loving way. You know, even with Christianity, some people feel like, oh, you got to be a certain way to be a Christian, which is true. You got to transform. You can't conform to the ways of this world. But at the same time, you can still be yourself and love Jesus. You don't got to be like, you know what I'm saying, all uptight and stuff. You, know what I mean? you can be free. You can be free, my brother. You know my what I'm brother. saying? <laughs> so you can be free. Be free to be yourself. So really like this whole series, we just want to have the opportunity to just hear people's testimonies, their stories, because like, Personally, me. <laughs> See, me personally, me personally, <laughs> you know, I went to Liberty and I had a, you know, whole different perspective of the school and of Christians and stuff. And my viewpoint of Christianity and being a Christian changed for me going to, from my freshman year all the way up to my senior year and even up till now uh, working for the university. I have after having graduated about, damn, it was four years ago. Okay. 2018 what 1920 yeah four years yeah December 20 that'll be four years of me graduating from college so yeah. um, just with all the different things I encountered the different people I talked to just the different relationships that were built uh, my whole world view of Christianity changed my world view of uh, people from different backgrounds different cultures has changed so uh, we just want to have the opportunity to kind of bring light to um, some stereotypes that you have about blacks whites Hispanics Asians really just anybody so we can just see like hey, you know, I see somebody who's different from me who doesn't look like me, but yet we can find a common ground and build off of that common ground that we have. And even in the kingdom culture, you know, in the kingdom of heaven, you know, it's all love, you know what I mean? Despite our backgrounds, what we see and what we experience, we're all able to grow closer as brothers and sisters in Christ, elevate one another, push each other closer to the Lord. Like, you see it with Maverick City, how they were able to be as successful as they are with the music group. And, mm -hmm. you know, you got people from everywhere, but yet they all love Jesus and they all share a common thing. And even in the book of Acts, you see that um, you got all these different people, but yet Jesus brought them together to share his um, light and expand his kingdom mm -hmm. in the early church in the book of Acts. So even with uh, Hill City Community Church and what they're doing and the things that they've done within the past six years of being in the ministry, we want to kind of expand that and like do that to a lost and dying generation and even get to hear other people's stories and like how they came to Lord of the Lord and like brought people together and that so um, as far as my definition of culture um, I say fried chicken Kool-Aid mashed potatoes you know what I'm saying? Um, some soul food some greens you know what I'm saying uh, yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Culture, you know what I'm saying? Some you know, Kool-Aid with the whole bag of sugar in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's true. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know how you say, like, culture, uh -huh. Jane culture can be different from me and yours. Yeah, because he's African. You yeah, know what I'm saying? He don't wear socks. I wear socks. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We wear socks. I'm like, yeah. we look at him like you're crazy, but I'm like, hey, this is, this yeah, is how I grew up. That's your culture. That's, your culture. that's yeah. you. That's your culture. Yeah. But after you just speaking of that, but that is, like, how you can view culture in different, you know, Scenarios and areas that you can say like that's how you view and that's how you grew up. Yeah, food is part of culture too. Yeah, I know, like, I know. Yeah, and you got some rice. Like, I got hot pockets. Oh god, hey, shoot, I got watermelon. What's yeah, up? I got noodles with uh, hot sauce in it. Hot sauce. You, know you already know the shrimp you got noodles. The, you got the Gatorade, lemon lime. Gatorade. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got the hot I, Cheetos. I got the Gatorade. I got the fufu. You know what I'm saying? We we get right with it. I don't know about the fufu. The fufu made me do do. But I did have some magusa soup though. Yeah, some magusa soup. Got sian. But. I actually can understand what you like when you say culture. Uh -huh. um, either for culture for me, I think it's just like being free who you are mm -hmm. uh, in a certain extent. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. not being afraid to like embrace what you brought up on mm -hmm. um, and your roots and what, what your family installed into you. Yeah, and don't true. let the world define who you are. You know, once yeah. you go out to, to the world, don't let them portray like, oh, this is how you, this, this is what this the media portrays. Yeah. You grew up like this. Yeah, yeah this grew up like, like this, this, but yeah. like, 
installing what your parents really installed into you and not forgetting that. Mm-hmm. And knowing yeah. where you came from and where all the background history came from. Yeah. And embracing it. Mm-hmm. And not caring what not no offense to other people, not caring what other people think. That's true. Because that's something God calls us to do is not care what other people think about us. Mm-hmm. And that's true. That's walking in true true freedom. That's deep. That's deep. That's my brother when you actually experience that. No, when when you walk in that free, bro, you ain't spreading but nothing but God's love. Yeah. You know, and that's that's culture for me. In my certain extent of definition. Yeah. And I'll flip it right back to you, Jay. What's up? How will you view view culture? Man, culture is just (laughs) only for me. You goofy, bro. He was out there rapping like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, we gonna get right down to the skin. <laughs> but yeah, bro, honestly, y'all hit it both on, on, the, on the head with that. It's just like, culture is just like, for me, it's just a mixture of a lot of things. It's just a lot of, well, specifically, it comes down to specific characteristics that people can identify with. Mm-hmm. That's a that's in a nutshell what culture is. Mm-hmm. So, like, a specific, it could be food, it could be, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like for me, I, I'm African, so like some of the, the dresses that we be, be have and all like yeah, attire. Oh, a hundred percent. You one of my sons. That, 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 that chic is my brother. <laughs> yeah, legit. You had on yesterday cooking, huh? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it was smooth though. It was hard. <laughs> it was hard, bro. <laughs> but yeah, bro. It's, it's basically, it's just specific identifying traits where uh, certain groups identify with. From from a simple standpoint, but I also would like to even tie on to your point is that also from the truth aspect, I do see that in America it can get, kind of get whitewashed too, where it's just like now that there, there's a lot of conformity, where even people of all different types of of cultures and different types of backgrounds, they're all trying to conform to this one one narrative. Yeah, and I mean you see that in corporate America. I mean you know what I'm saying where you know what I'm saying if. If I go to work, I, I mean, the fact about it is I got to come at it with a, a different mentality. Attitude, attitude, yeah. I can't be out there being like, you see my brother, you see, we got the coffee. Yeah, yeah. You know, my brother, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I think it's just like one of those things where it's just like. Being professional. Yeah, yeah, you have to be, you have to be yeah. arguing P's and Q's, be very, very Oh, when we mess up, it's done. Oh, yeah, it's a wrap. <laughs> Even like, like that. Ain't no like, redos. Even no like, like, I think like in leadership. Yeah, 100%. We, we honor so much people in leadership, but they don't, we don't. Some people don't realize how hard it is. It's difficult. And once something flop like the hit the hits it's the fan, mm-hmm. it's on you. Regardless yeah. of the situation, you they're gonna blame that, you. You gonna take the fall. So imagine how preachers feel mm-hmm. when when they feel judged or some of the congregation doesn't go right. They yeah. blame them. Yeah. But why? Why as people that we we do this sometimes? Yeah. Why we don't have that grace that God shows us to those other people in the higher power other positions? Yeah, I, think I, I agree 100% where you're coming from. I mean, I think as pastors and leaders, like, you're called to a higher standard and a higher sense of responsibility. But mm-hmm. I feel like even just as a people, let's just say for the church as an example, like, say the pastor messed up, make a mistake, you know what I mean? You're automatically condemning them for that. But as Christians, we make mistakes daily. Yeah. It's just that being in a position of a pulpit is you, more visible. You highlight it. Yeah, it's yeah, like you yeah. highlight it, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? You if you're a Christian it. and you're just a member of the church and I'm knocking anybody because, you know, I'm a member, I serve and whatever, you know, if you mess up, everybody doesn't see it. It's not as big of a deal as somebody who's behind the pole. But yeah, like pastors and leaders that help to a higher standard, higher sense of accountability. Yeah. Because you're leading the flock, you're leading the sheep. And how you walk is a representation of Christ. So people who don't know God, they know God based upon how you walk. So like you got an unbelievers in there, like, oh, pastor out here smoking weed, or pastor out here, you know, sleeping sure. with multiple women. Yeah, you know like, yeah, there's like, there's grace for things like that. If you mess up and make a mistake, but. But they know. 
you got to learn from it. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's certain things are just like uncalled for. Like, you're constantly sleeping with, you know, multiple women. You're constantly doing this. It's like, all right, you know, I don't know if you should. There should be a sense of accountability. And I believe, like, most good churches. And consequences, yeah. Most good churches, they have, like, a board or, like, you know, people holding them accountable. It's funny because me and my parents were talking about this yesterday about the whole Jerry Falwell situation. Yeah. You know? Let <laughs> oh, yeah. me just go into detail about it because it's like, I mean, it's out there, you got to so. be held accountable, especially at that point. You know what I mean? Because it's Anywhere, like more though. people are affected, I feel like, if you're in a position of leadership opposed to you, like, you know what I'm saying? But it's consequences behind any decision you make, whether it be good or bad for, yeah. for us. So. 100%. That's something yeah. you have to, you know, heavenly focus on. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I do love your point of view about culture, Jay. Just mm-hmm. on that. But like, okay, from my standpoint, like, mm-hmm. what was the difference from you coming to from like New York and coming all the way down from to living in, you know, Lynchburg, Virginia? Like, how different did you look at? That's a good. I don't think I ever knew that. That's, yeah, that's a good that's question. That's a huge culture shock, bro. Yeah. When I came over here and everybody was, you know, wanting to talk and be polite, that was that. That was, was born in. In New York, and your parents are I from was, Ghana, right? Well, my parents are from Ghana. Um, I was born in New Jersey. New Jersey, okay. I was that's born right. in New Jersey, and I moved up to New York. I would probably say when I was about four-ish, about oh, okay. four or five. Okay. Moved back down to Jersey when I was fourteen, um, and I left to come here to Lynchburg. Went to high school here at LCA. Mm-hmm. This was probably either I was sixteen or seventeen. So I can't remember, but I graduated, and then I, I've been in I've been in Lynchburg ever since then. So I would say probably just the. I would say probably the one like the different thing like from that is definitely just like the the culture over here is it's a lot slower it's a lot more slower paced like and I think mentally like mentally I think it was a good fit for me personally because it was just like mm-hmm. I think from New York you're always constantly moving you're always constantly on the go having somewhere to be having to do something and if you don't reach a certain like uh, level in life then it's just like you seen you deemed as a failure. But I think here it's just that like I would say I would even be real like as far as like with Lynchburg that I, I could say I grew up here because it it, ha- it helped me get into the mentality of sometimes you just gotta let you gotta slow down, have a have a perspective of just what life is gonna look like or how God's gonna use me. So from that point I think it was it was a blessing and even just that cultural difference mm. was a was a great thing in my upbringing, so that I could actually, you know, what I'm saying, meet great people and then actually be obedient to what God has for my life. Mm-hmm. So I think it was, that's pretty much what I'll say on that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. I understand. I mean, it's it is different coming from like say you were raised one way and you grew up a certain way, then you're taken out of your environment and then um, kind of just learning like a adapt. Yeah, adapting to your environment. Like yeah. something my dad always says that a lot of people are products of their environment. Like sure. what you grew up in, you, you tend to do the things that you, you see, see and that you around, you know. You repeat yeah. the cycle sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, specifically for black culture, I mean you can touch up on that too, just oh. being a product of your environment. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean I got I got a lot that I can say about that, but I, mean, I, can see can, it, I see it a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know you work with the kids, I see it too, so but, I mean I look at it like just if yeah, you a product of your environment you're going off of things that you see daily. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in that situation, in that environment, your mindset starts to change. Mm-hmm. Especially like, I can say for myself, when I came to Lynchburg, mm-hmm. I, I became more closed in from mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. Um, because I went, what I went to, when I went to VUL, mm-hmm. there's more, oh, I'm still in the culture, mm-hmm. but it made me still not 
adapt with the rules around me. Mm-hmm. It made me closed off and not trust people to a certain extent. Yeah. And then when yeah. I broke off and I went to Liberty, seeing it, it was still it was still like I was still feeling that way because I feel like I couldn't relate to other people that was there. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh yeah, and for it, sure. And it broke and it made me really like just to say like okay, really if I, really look like what's God really doing for me here. Mm-hmm. Like I need to go look at my situation at home and really think about like yo like mm-hmm. this is this is a, this is an opportunity God's presented me. Yeah. If I don't take it and I don't run with it, I'll be a fool. Because a lot of people from my my part of my environment are not blessed to have this opportunity at all. You go to college, yeah, yeah in college, general, yeah. And it's and it's like imagine if I don't take that, I'll be sitting right back at home with they doing the same thing, repeating the same thing, telling the same truth, the same thing. And it's like, no, I can't, I can't do that. Cycle. Yeah, I can't. And my mom was like, I can't do that. And it was funny because my aunt, she hit me with the narrative. Mm-hmm. She was like, before you got the living, she was like, okay, let's say you go back home. What, what are your options? Mm-hmm. Living with your mom, mm-hmm. uh, living with your dad, but that's a lot of siblings. You be taking care of them. Yeah. Mm. What, like, what, what you gonna do? And I'm just like, mm-hmm. dang. Like, and like, even when I was short for money for school, yeah. God made a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how I knew it was all purpose driven. Part of what God wanted for my life to place me in liberty, but when I was in that mindset being there, at the point I lie, I did not like it. I understand. I, I, st- not, I still like don't it. like it. I was, I was at that <laughs> point too. But at the certain same state, my mindset like God brought people around me mm-hmm. and made me embrace it more, and started to bring me around different, different cultures, ethnicities of color, any any, any type of thing. Mm-hmm. And my classes, I'm meeting new people, and I'm like, yo, they're really genuine. Mm-hmm. Especially like the Bible classes I took, I met a lot of great people. Mm-hmm. Either one of my closest dude, uh, friends, like Connor, mm-hmm. came to my baptism. I'm, as soon as I come up baptized, he hugged me. He fully clothed. Damn. Like I, I, that, from my eyes, like it's, that's just straight love. Yeah. Most people like don't touch me, like. Yeah. But he's seen like the change, the change in my heart. The the I had to really like adapt to what what was new to me and what God was presenting me in the opportunity to be not and not trying to be a part of my environment. Mm-hmm. And really adapting to it, and I can say honestly, like with that situation, God brought people in my life, like Khalil, Layton. Um, I went to that church. We went to we went to Kingdom Life for a while, mm-hmm. and that all tied in one and helped me out to now. Mm-hmm. Um, but either one, you know, being a part of the environment, you can't. Even with me working with kids, it's showing them like you don't have to be that way. You have a choice. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's like I, I, I realize like somebody has to stand in the, in the gap for the kids because sometimes they're not wise enough to realize that because they don't have nobody at home saying these things. Directing them. Yeah, indirecting and saying and pushing them to that direction. Mm-hmm. I got to be that person. And it's like they've been trained to do things for years. And I'm speaking for myself on this too. Like you've been trained to look, you know, talk a certain way, act a certain way. Then we introduce to something new. It's like you don't know how to adapt to it. Mm-hmm. Not just with like Christianity, well, anything. change your heart, but anything. Mm-hmm. Whether well, you know being professional, learning how to apply for a job, all type of stuff. It's, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's new. It's Trust me, especially if you way. if you put in a situation that like, say, for instance, I'm gonna just be blunt. Like you black in your room full of white people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're uncomfortable, for instance, like, you know, like yeah, <laughs> you know stuck. what I mean. You but, don't know how to talk to them. You know, you can't just, come up with something with you, bro. You know, what I'm yeah, you know what I'm saying. Sometimes, Some people you can. Some, Some people, people you can. But you can't. Most of the time, you can't relate can't. to. Them. Yeah, it's or you can't relate because you do, you came from different backgrounds. Yeah, right. Okay, and think about that moment. What your mom will teach you? Manners, right? Respect. Say hello. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A certain and thing. they even know how to respond if you don't get that respect back. Nope. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes they expect. Even when one of the things called mm-hmm. prejudgment, they expect you to ask them the type of 
type of way. Yeah, yeah they come in with already like a narrative. Already. Some, some. And I'm, like, saying, I'm not saying all, but just yeah. in general. Right? True. Yeah. True, 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 true. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Either J. Cole got a song about it. Mm-hmm. When you hit him with manners, it best they head up. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's my song, though. For real. Yeah. Yeah. Sideline story. Yeah, that's <laughs> But yeah, it's true, though, because it's like, we all are a product of our environment, despite where you are, where you come from. It's like your parents are raised. You're, you live with your parents for at least 18 years. Most people do. Mm-hmm. Until you graduate high school, then it's like, boom, you're thrown out into an ocean and trying to figure out how to survive and how to Everything, live, like yeah. what you want to do, what are your plans. Some people are gracious enough to have both parents in the household to kind of navigate them and show them. And other people is like, all right, figure it out. Even if you do got your parents, it's like they can only take you as far as they've been themselves. They've been themselves. And then from there, tall. it's like you got to jump on the fly. Like, how am I supposed to do this? How yeah, do I learn y'all. about credit? How do I learn about buying a home? Yeah. Like, so much stuff, you know what I'm saying? And it's like they're going to give you the best they can based upon what they, they experienced, what they were given, and what their parents showed them. So it's like you got to go out and figure it out. You know Sometimes you can't blame them. And you can't some, blame them. It's like some, your parents and yeah. the people that came before you are trying to heal from their stuff. You know, so mm-hmm. and that's something like I realized like even when I became that closer to God, I had to realize my own parents like situations with what they've mm-hmm. been through. And that's yeah. something I can really say, like thank I, I honestly thank God for that. Gave me the wisdom just to ask those questions mm-hmm. and made me really sit down and talk and have a conversation with both of my parents and just really to see where they was really at yeah. and what they really been been through. Like even when it comes to me, like my parents had me young. Mom had me Same at here. seventeen. Mm-hmm. So it's like Imagine if I was that age and had a kid. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do. Up. Yeah. And it's like I had to put myself in their shoes and realize, like, yeah. and then and think about how crazy the world was back then, even now. But it's like, how could I? How could I adapt? How could I change the narrative or something like that? Mm-hmm. It's hard. It is. It's very hard, and that's something I see even when I do work with children. It's like, I know it's hard being a parent. We mm-hmm. got bills to pay. Um, the father's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or the mother, you know, it's two different two different scenarios. Not saying I know the life, but who am I to judge those kids if, if I'm at home or if they don't have anybody just to, just to count them out? That's true. Everybody and I can't stories. count them out. And I, you have to be the person to step in the gap for those, people, for those children yeah. or those people that's going through those uh, trauma or any situation they may go, go through at home. Yeah. And that's just and that, that's speaking in culture in general. Yeah. Like even when people we met at Liberty, like their stories are powerful. You you will never realize they went to certain situ- situations in their lives, traumatizing, mm-hmm. but they're still pushing towards Jesus, you know, yeah, and like change your perspective about them, and not in, and not speaking in general, just like that taught me even the culture standpoint. When I went to Liberty, it changed me when I started to get like get real honest people, real authentic people, mm-hmm. and not faking just oh God yeah, but like really getting to ask me what they've been through. Yeah. Or their struggles, or their pain, and really saying God healed healed them for that. Or if they still still struggling, mm-hmm. that's things that bring people more closer together when you're honest. And, you're and I think yeah, yeah, you have the open, honest conversation. Yeah, yeah and that, and that, and that's a beautiful thing. And I can honestly say that that did teach me that like like because that, that mentality. You know, we talk when I'm where I'm from, mm-hmm. hold everything in. Yeah, I'm not gonna make smile. nobody close to me. Forget you. Yeah, you gonna keep who, who you right care about me. You feel yeah. me? Yeah, and it's like. When I got there, it showed me really about, like, compassion towards other people in the world. That's true. And not understanding, like, dang, like, it's other people like me. Yeah. Sit back, like, I'm not the only one dealing with this type of stuff. Yeah. So who am I to just, like, push everybody out? And place judgment. And place judgment. And, yeah. and, and it made me sit back, like, yo, dang, like, even in Kalu's house, Bible says he's talking about stuff, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, yo, like, 
The same thing is the main thing. We want to change the world. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I really got it. You know what I'm saying? That's a bar. It's, <laughs> it is. You know what I'm saying? Biggie said it. Yeah. How can we change the world if we can't change ourselves? That's yeah. true. That's facts. <laughs> so it's harder to change other people if you can't change yourself. I think it's easier for you to change yourself to try to change somebody else. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard to change as people personally. Mm. You know, and like all you can do, like people go off of what you do more than what you say. You know what I'm saying? And if mm. what you say is lined up with your life, then people are bound to hear more of what you have to Even say. Even with us, what people question that. Yeah. They didn't really think what we do in the community. They ain't believe it. God, God they don't say. It's a front, but it's no, yeah. it's not like it's authentic. It's authentic. It's really, yeah. it's really what God called us to do. We're going to mm. show people what God really is like when it's walking with Him. Yeah. We're not going to like, oh, he's black. Mm, you act like this, nah, bro. Like, nah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. All the points you made, because it's like Lynchburg changed my life. Same I'm here. not the Help same person. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I, I became a man in Lynchburg. I yeah. mean, for sure. You know, my parents definitely showed me a lot, but being on my own and encountering the different people I encountered, like, you know, Josiah took me under the wing, was like an older brother, taught me how to. I got my license in Lynchburg, I got my first car in Lynchburg, uh, first job, all type of stuff, you know what I'm saying? And um, just the different people I encountered, like, you know, we got multiple stories and stuff we experienced over the past couple of years, just yeah. like, mm. you know, people pouring into us and now we're having an opportunity to pour into other, other people. people. Like, yeah. my heart has changed, my mindset's changed. Like, it showed me, it broke a lot of stereotypes in my mind I had about just different people groups, you know what I mean? Whites, blacks, and all that. You know what I'm saying? Because I had a lot of people look out for me over the years, man. People I consider family who look nothing like me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Brad was like an older brother, man. He used to, like, drive me around to places. John discipled me, John Hall. Uh, if y'all listening, we love you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And John was the one who introduced me to the, to, to the faith. Yeah. He was the one who made me feel comfortable with being at Liberty. Because when I first got there, I'm like, you know, I'm using all this slang. I'm being goofy, you, mm-hmm. know, being, you know, being me. Yeah. And um, I'm like, I don't know. It's like, I love, you know, I love God, I love people. But I was like, I just don't feel like I can relate with any of these mm-hmm. guys. You know, he got a lot of people who come from... Uh, private Christian homes and grew up with two person households. Yeah, some privilege. Yeah, I'm privilege. Privilege. You know what I mean? Privilege. And it's like I'll say it's certain things. I'm yeah, like, you know, judge, and I look at it a certain way, and I'm like, all right, cool. You know, it, it, I know I was never the person to take that stuff to heart. I'm like, all right, it is what it is. I just move on, keep it rolling. And then uh, John, when I got cool with him, he was just like, hey, Khalil, what's up, man? Like, you know, he grew up in Richmond, too. And he actually went to high school with Derek, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah, um, it's crazy. So he was the one who told me a lot about God. And he told me about his experiences because he grew up in a Christian household. And I met Rael. You know, he kind of pushed me to start praying for people on campus and uh, just various other people, man. And I'm like, dang, bold. bold people in their faith who love God. I came across prophets and evangelists, you know, teach all type of people and it yeah. really like allowed me to be like I remember those but it was like yeah. every day like you running somebody just deep <laughs> you know, just being that you stuck like he's like hey man you need prayer you need anything yeah, I like, offer a rise give you free food and it's like oh, things so. that we just like yeah. When you look back, you're like yo that's ain't nothing but God. Like it's God. even when we like we used to go to Bible studies on campus like mm-hmm. that's like give me an Albert. Yeah. I mean, Albert met that, that same the thing, yeah. and mm. they married now. Like, it's like, yeah. certain things we, we encountered on campus, it's just like, yo, like... Christian Perangelo, we love you, man. You definitely blessed me a lot. Yeah. Of for real. Yeah, nah. like, especially Christian, yeah, we're here mm-hmm. deep, dude. He was the one who held the Bible studies that did yeah. on Facebook Live on in the Friday, library, yeah. had the PB tour. We just oh, sitting there, yeah. yeah. Like, we just sitting there. God, we, they, was, they were just preaching, man. And after a while, we felt comfortable enough to kind of share because, you know, I'm shy. We was observing. Yeah. We was observing. We just sat back and listened. After a while, you know, Derek started putting in his input. I'm like, oh, wow, that's good. Yeah. That's good. And, you know, it's encouraging. And, I start sharing stuff, then Layton will start talking and all that, but mm. it was just crazy just seeing like all of us 
so many different stories, so many different backgrounds, and they start asking us questions like, so what was it like for you growing up? How did you handle this? Yeah. Or how many siblings you got? What was it like for you in this area? And then it's like, we all come from different backgrounds. We all experience different things. And it's like, oh, wow, we got something in common. We, we both love God. God. We're trying too. to find our purpose. We all, you know, love love the Lord and we want to expand his kingdom. We all got different passions that we do in different areas, you know, in our jobs and our professions and with our gifts. So mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing. And that's how, like, you know, our culture and stuff we, we were brought up in is implementing the kingdom culture. And we're able to come together to glorify God and, like, push the message. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah. it's like your story and the things you were brought up in, the things you experienced, you know, testimony. you have the opportunity, your testimony, you got yeah. opportunity to share with people with around people, you. Yeah. Even that, the kids, they start asking you questions like, hey, Derek, you ever that. did this? You ever do that? And and I, just, I'll be honest with them, bro. You got to be honest. Because why would I like not say like I wasn't, like I, I fell short too. Like yeah, I'm real with them, bro. Yeah. About <laughs> you everything though. Like, yeah. and, I, and it's funny because me and him talk about it all the time. Like, who would have died to have somebody like pointing at us, bro? Yeah. Me and Khalil the oldest, so it was like mm-hmm. we had to figure this joke out. Yeah, I was a I was a <laughs> guinea pig subject for college for everything. Like, yeah. you know, my my parents they were trying to figure it out. They never been to school. My dad he did so much research with like because he was he was a uh, he loved football too, but mm-hmm. he did so much research to get me into college. Like he would um push me to like talk to schools, push me to apply for schools. Like if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't even be in college. To be real with you. For you know real. what I mean? Like, he was the one really, like, something do this, do the papers. Like, yeah. yeah. I was looking on my own for real. Yeah, I was like. And then once I got there, I'm like, all right, right. now what I do? <laughs> yeah. You know? But I thank God for it. I mean, because, you know, that just goes to show how important it is to have two parents in the household. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm blessed to be able to have that, to have them push me. And they literally gave me everything they had. And I thank God for them. So even with the kids, when I see kids, because I have friends who didn't have that. You know, who didn't have, like, two-parent household or, you know, who don't know who their parents are, you know? It affects them. It affects them. But, like, just having a male figure be in their lives and be consistent and pour into them, you know? And I learn a lot from them. It's not just about us. It's like, they, they humble me and they teach me things. They like, teach me how to be a little, better man each and every day. Yeah. I swear, I, I put them like, like, I'll give you $5. You think you can take me down and give me some food? I'm like, bro, I got you, bro. Keep your money, dog. That's you know what I'm like, like, <laughs> And that's something I have to be honest with. I'll be like, yo, I ain't gonna lie, yo. Like, y'all think I'm teaching y'all. Y'all teaching me sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. Just based off experiences and things, they tell me how open and honest they is about certain things. Yeah. Like, yeah. kids are honest, bro, about everything. Mm-hmm. They can see. That's why I like how real they are. Yeah. And, and <laughs> they see things just, just as adults see it. Maybe, and that's different. The, yeah. And it's like, yeah. we're not too different different from kids. Mm. And that's something, like, most people will under-analyze. Under, under but, yeah, like, they see things, too, just like us. You know, even with, like, how he said, like, two-parent homes. Yeah, it's a lot of them. But... The main thing I want them to understand, don't let that define who you are. Mm-hmm. Don't let those situations define who, you know. You got to find your own path. You got to find your own path and your own desires and your, your own purpose, dreams. Your purpose what you want to do. Yeah. How you going, yeah. Don't let the narratives just define who you are in the system, define who you are as a person mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the world. And that's something, like, I got to say, either when it comes to, like, the environment, sometimes it's a good thing. It gives you that drive to, like, keep... It gives you that drive to keep going when times get tough. It's you feel like you can't, you can't even breathe. changing your environment, yeah. getting out sometimes is good. Like, it gives you that mentality yeah. like I've been here before and I can get out. That's yeah. true. Yeah, you <laughs> become a dog. We talked about that up. the other day. Resiliency. We were talking about that on the way up here. Yeah, so. it gives yeah. it give you that joint like yo, I've been here before. You know this. I'm gonna get quiet for a minute. I'm gonna get quiet. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna get quiet. Really ready nah, to do it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It nah. gives you, you the times when you like, dang, like I feel like I'm boxed in these corners and nobody understands where I'm at. Yeah. The only guy here. 
No, but you know, I'm speaking of that, bro. It's just like, yo, y'all know your purpose. You know your purpose. Even when other people don't understand it, it's like, Mm -hmm. when you got other people pushing you towards that, too, it's like, yo, people don't get it, though. Like, I know God's called me to do this. Mm -hmm. I know the Lord wants me to do this. But, like, this person, you know, the people that's close to you sometimes don't understand it, but it's like, you got people who walk with the Lord, like, hey, we understand. I'm in the same boat. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm misunderstood. I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's powerful. And also, just as far as called culture-wise, I mean, like for example, like the change of culture, but even some of the cultures that you know that kind of grew up around me. Like I'll even speak for me personally. It was just more of a. It it gave me a certain level of grit, and it, like it, like we talk about perseverance, we talk about being mm-hmm. resilient, like that. You, I mean, there's certain I mean certain environments where it's just like. You, 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 like when you get thrown into an environment and you just have to like naturally just fend for yourself. Yeah. That just that creates all the resiliency, like that perseverance and that drive and that locked in focus. And that's why I, that's why sometimes like for me, I'm not like me personally. I'm just not going. I'm not gonna go back to the environment if we're keeping it in the band. As far as like you know going back to New Jersey, New York, where I grew up, that's just. Mm-hmm. But I feel know, like if you're in a certain that. standpoint, like yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's the other back. Yeah, of course, give back, but then also just like I understand that that I could be appreciative of those those times where you know things was rough because now that made me who I who I am. Who you are, yeah. It, it laid it's that your foundation. Roots. It's your you feel roots. me? Yeah. yeah, it laid the foundation. So then, when you get to that point, then and even if you think about all different type of cultures, each individual like culture that you grow up, there are roots and there are things that you that you garner from that culture that are a plot that you can take into the real world. Not even just from the real world of just like, oh, I'm. It helps me like to be that man or that woman that you need to be, but also like being that, you know, that bearer of the gospel, mm. and just you you taking that truth that you have, from like the truth that you you've grown up with and you've been sown in, and then taking that and applying it and actually reaching people and you know, being ambassadors for God's kingdom. Yeah, that's that's powerful. And sometimes, you know, we shy away from that because maybe we're trying to fit some type of mold or fit some type of narrative. Either sometimes. Feel I feel me? like, you know, with men in general, we fear change. We fear leadership <laughs> and roles and stuff like that. Damn, we talked about this multiple times. Bro. Just, just because like, it's like... You know what I'm saying, man? We, we shy like, away me, like, okay, I had my father in my life. But only time I... Let's look, it's honestly speaking. The only time yeah. I seen him, like, lead was on the football field. Mm-hmm. True. The, I seen my father lead in communities and stuff like that. Nah. You know what I'm saying? It's been and again, something. he know football, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to be something confident you, in something, something you're confident in something, in something you love into. Mm-hmm. And that's something, like, I see a lot daily either with, like, it's a lot of strong women out there. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Honestly, it's a lot of strong women out there. Yeah. I mean, real. A lot of men, not. It's men we hide. We fear responsibility. Mm. Um, Okay, we fear to not control you, certain you, certain you situations. That, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we got to zoom in on his face. Be like, yeah, y'all man, y'all need to step up. <laughs> you better step up. <laughs> just, just, just part of it, like even our part of our environments, things, those things mm-hmm. that I see, and I feel like we can change as men here, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and 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 bring them up, you know, pour into them, yeah, show them their value. And the world's not going to judge them in those type of moments, yeah. so they won't fear or panic in those moments when. When God's calling them to be a leader in those situations, yeah. just because like that's that's just being seeing and observing like I see it, I felt I felt like that before like, <laughs> like, like dang, thing, I want to touch on that because it's good it's good stuff y'all saying for real it's like, <laughs> like I touch on that too it's a, yeah, it's a fear of failure too bro. yeah because mm-hmm. it's like when you step up to the plate like say it could be anything like all right hey I want you to lead this small group of five people 
And you step into the break, and then it's like, okay, I don't know how to do this. I never did this before. And then you fail. It's like, yeah, that fear of failure. Confidence. And when you fall down, am I going to be pushed down for making that mistake? Or am I going to be encouraged to be built up? Like, hey, you got this. We got it. You know what I'm saying? I could say 100% our, you know, group, our mission community and, you know, the, our church. And, like, we got people that build you up. Yeah, we do. People yeah. in our close corner that's yeah. like, hey, you got this. Come on. It you can build do us it. up. You can push us. Like, this, I have people encourage me. I have people encourage all of us. You know what I mean? This is the first so, time I've seen this in, like, what, years? You don't, you don't see it a lot. Yeah, and then when you do, it's okay. encouraging because it's like, dang, you know, I don't got too many. You know what I mean? People, people, all you need is, like, one or two good people in your corner to push you. You know what I mean? To say that believe in you. But most importantly, even if you don't believe in yourself, they don't believe in you. God, God did. did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, so it's like, you know, that fear of responsibility because it is a lot that comes with, like, stepping up to be a leader. But it's rewarding because, one, you're being obedient to the Lord. And, two, you're going off of faith because, you know, you're not doing it out of your own strength. Yep. You're going to burn out doing it out of your own strength. I've been there. And it's like the Holy Spirit and your faith in God, like, the Holy Spirit will just have his way. Like, you'll be saying stuff and things will come out. I'm like, hey, ain't no way that came out. Like, I don't think like this. This is God. Ain't no you know what way, I mean? Yeah, and humble no enough way. to say, like, well, no he's the one who gives you the strength. He's the one who gives you the courage. He's the mm-hmm. one who and peace. does it, you know, to a sense where it's like, he does it in you and through you, through his word, through his scriptures, and through your submission to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, I mean, just with leading and stuff, like, men fear it. I fear it, to be real with you. Like, I fear of, like, stepping up, stepping up and failing sometimes. I fear of, like, taking on some responsibilities you know, because I don't think I'm capable of doing it, or I don't think I'm well equipped, or I'm not ready, or I'm not prepared, but it's like, you know, God will push you out. You know, we said it in a couple of episodes back that, like, we're pretty much being pushed out of our comfort zones a lot. Yeah, 100%. But when you're out of your comfort zone, the comforter comes in to help you to persevere yeah, and do it. And, like, once you step on and do it, you're like, well, it's not as bad as what I thought. Yeah. Dang, it's better than what I expected. Usually that's the enemy. That's the battle within the mind, my brother. You know what I mean? And that's from um, Satan. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Anything that he's trying to stop is because it's like whenever you take that step and whenever you do what it is God wants you to do, God will meet you and his kingdom is like destroyed. You know, the kingdom of the enemy. It's like when you speak and when you say what God has in your heart, when you say what God wants you to say, Mm -hmm. you're literally giving the freedom for other people to be free. Free, yeah. For other people to do things they're afraid of, for them to step out. You open up the gates for them. You open the gates for them to do what God has called them to do. I'm like, oh, dang, I had no idea I could do this. You've seen it happen multiple times. I had no idea I could do that. And it only takes takes one. It takes one. It It only takes one. One person that steps out in obedience. MC when I used to be like, hey, bro, like, what's good with y'all? Like, we got to be vulnerable in this journey. We can't can't sugarcoat what we're going through because that's when... You be in the moments where you feel like, dang. And that sets other people free. One person just telling their story. Next in, men's group, for example. Yeah. So men's group was just ended like last week. We uh, did this thing called confession night in men's group. Where we literally just went out and shared what was on our heart. Like nobody can interrupt. Nobody can say anything. Mm-hmm. All we can do is just listen. You know, so when we did uh, open up, we noticed that when everybody else in the room got to speak, nobody gave advice. We all just listened. 90% of the room was dealing with the same thing that one person said that they were vulnerable about, whether it's father issues or relationship issues and insecurities, like what issues with sexuality, all type of stuff. And you're like, dang, like I'm not the only one in this room struggling with it. I'm not the only one in the room dealing with this. Like I got people in my corner who care. And it was no judgment. It was all love. Like other people felt free to express and... You know, a lot of us are pretty close now where we're... Then we end up joking up. about it. Yeah, we end up joking and laughing because yeah, it's like, bro, it's chill, you know what I'm saying? It's love, though. It's like, it's yeah. we know we're here for one another regardless of any situation we go through. Mm-hmm. We know, like, we have each other. We can build each other up on any any situation we go through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. Yeah. Right. It's good, though. Yeah, it's I all good. Because it. it's... 
that's something I've really been seeing a lot, even within myself when I feel like, like, dang, but like, okay, God called me to do these great things, mm-hmm. but sometimes I don't feel that way. Sometimes I feel like like, You want to do your own thing Yeah but it's like I know And that's being obedient That's being submissive Into his word Into Mm -hmm. praying And everything like that Sometimes I just wake up And be like Dang bro I got like Dang bro What I set up for You be like God bro for our next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, defining and going more into culture, uh, we got Derek talking about culture for our church over at Hill City Community Church. Hey, she and she thinks that's dope. Oh, so God. Go you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and read there. Relaterate? Yeah, read. Oh, okay. <laughs> Relaterate. Shoot, put a big words up today. <laughs> what you trying to say, bro? I'm a genius. Trust me. Oh, I got sleep. Oh, oh, yeah, he legit. Anyway. Um, I'm just going to just speak about our mission here uh, here at, uh, you know, HC3. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Being three, three. Wait a week, boy. It's to make disciples who are heavily focused, culti- culture, cultivators and catalysts of a uh, gospel-centered community and catalysts for gospel change. Mm. Um, that is our mission at HC3. Yeah. Um, just based off of, like, those words alone. You know, the show is like the main thing is to disciple people. That's why we have like city groups and you know things like that. Just because we gotta make disciples and plan them into the city, especially right now. We talking about here at the church and the poverty thing. You know, urban know. urban ministry. Yeah, urban, urban ministry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and urban outfitters is not urban ministry. <laughs> I like That's how you right. referenced that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, cool, yeah. but I just we just want to speak on those things. Um, just because we fit the we fit this podcast, fit in those that category, mm-hmm. you know, especially in the next generation. Mm-hmm. That's something we all through was trying to do is influence the influence generation of lack of patience. There go my dad getting back to basics. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, he sat back and he said it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> I said, forget it. We had it. Yeah, we ain't gonna uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to go back to basics. Um, respectfully. On my mother. But um, just speaking on that and Hill City's mission, it just shows us like we're all in for it um, as a as a group here, um, especially in the future coming to the interviews. We're um, just based off, you know, the, what was it, how many episodes? Catalyst for change, my brother. <laughs> Plan, but um, yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna do a series, so we're gonna have a couple other people it's gonna uh, be. throughout the series, you know, sharing it's their right. background, their life. So that's fit those three missions of the yeah, that yeah. church. So, yeah, for real, for real. We just want to speak in the, and just shout out to AC3. Yes, uh, sir. We love y'all. You bring us in there. You know what I'm saying? Love. Uh, shout out to Pastor James. Also, you know, we kind of go with the flow with everything. We always speak what's off the top of our membrane, how we feel in our know. experiences. Well, what you, what you go uh, definition of culture, but the urban dictionary is clean, you know, trying to say ain't nothing crazy because we hood, yeah. <laughs> you know, you find some wild stuff with the projects, you know what I'm saying? yeah, man. You know, well, you see, my brother, okay, look, you know what I'm saying? You see, so, you got a white, a white, um, <laughs> <laughs> a white background, but some black letters on that book, my brother. I say, my brother, is, or is it, is it just me, my, my brother? brother. <laughs> you see, <Yeah>. man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my okay, so basically, the website. Dictionary of Culture There's three parts to it So basically it says The customary beliefs 
social forms and material traits of a racial, religious, or social group. That's deep. You know what I'm saying? It's the second definition is a set of shared attitudes, values, and goals, as well as practices that characterizes an institution or an organization. Thirdly, it says a set of values, conventions, or social practices associated with a particular field, activity, or societal characteristic. So essentially, just to put it all in perspective, it's essentially basically just um, specific traits and specific beliefs or specific um, aspects of a certain group, a certain organization, or a certain um, institution. Mm-hmm. So even um, HG3, it's a culture because there are specific things and aspects that makes it different from another church, like say Calvary, like uh, Calvary Baptist or or TRBC. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we got black culture. There are certain aspects within the culture that makes it different from other cultures. White culture, Hispanic culture, Asian culture. They're all different because there are certain different characteristics and social traits that differ from one another. You know what I'm saying? That's what I put together. You know what I'm saying? I like that, my brother. My brother, my brother, my brother. Your consciousness is growing, my brother. See, I appreciate that, Level three, my brother. See, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? When when you've been oppressed for so long, my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Uh, So what's the uh, Urban Dictionary definition? Uh, Bishop Perrin. Oh, dang. I ain't got it. Oh, you got it? Oh, dang. Oh. Let me get it. You got it. All right, my brother. My brother, your consciousness, my brother. You see, my, your consciousness, <laughs> you need to improve, my brother. My brother. <laughs> so, the Urban Dictionary is the culture. It's a socially transmitted patterns of action and expression. Mm-hmm. Material culture refers to physical objects such as dwellings, clothes, clothing, tools, and crafts. Projects. Oh, God. You know what I'm saying? Culture also includes art, beliefs, knowledge, my brother, and technology. <laughs> Now, specifically, it says learn patterns of, of action and expression constitute culture, my brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's basically the Urban Dictionary. Of it. I respect it. See, your awareness is just growing, my brother, every time you just bring all this information and knowledge, my brother, you to see, the table. You see, my you brother. You know what I'm saying? You, like, got, I'm to, just... <laughs> you got to be well-read, my brother. Well-read, well-fed, my brother. That's deep, man. It's like you speak nothing but truth, my brother. Yeah, see, my brother. I appreciate you, my brother. <laughs> but no, I like it, though. There's some good points. Because kind of like what we said in the beginning, just how, like, culture is kind of like a background. You know, what we grew up in, what we experienced, what we've seen, all kind of shapes our foundation of who we are as people. Mm-hmm. And um, even with all of us, like, all three of us, you know, being brothers in Christ and being, like, really close friends and really family, for real, for real. Yeah. Um, we all had the opportunity to kind of just get to know one another. And I know, like, when we first met each other, we all had certain stereotypes in our head of what we thought of each other. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Khalil was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Jay was, Jay was mad uh, for no He reason. was so mad. He, you know, he had angry man syndrome. And then, like, <laughs> you know each other now, like, you know, James. it's like our perspectives and our, you know, James. ideas of each other change. So yeah. that's just how it is with any good relationship we build with people, you know, coming from where we come from, going to Liberty University and, you know, going, living in Lynchburg and seeing the culture there change from what we grew up in. Uh, not only that, but Liberty University with the influence of uh, Christianity and not just Christianity, but just different denominations, different belief systems, different people, different walks of life and experiences and relationships all kind of build a foundation of who we are as people. So we just had the opportunity to get to know one another and get to hear your guys' stories, your viewpoints, and like let the world hear what it is that you have to say of your experiences and all that too. So 
it's a beautiful thing, man. And um, I'm all for diversity. I'm all for like equity, equality. Equity. You know equity, what I'm inclusion. equity and inclusion. Yeah, equity and inclusion. Like inclusion. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, man, we're, we're all love, man. It's all about embracing other people, embracing uh, different ethnicities, different backgrounds, and walks of life, and just loving others as God has loved us. You know what I'm saying? And it's easy to love people who look like you, sound like you, do what you do. But it's even more challenging, like as the Bible says, love your enemies, do good to those who hurt you, those who persecute you, those who despitefully use you. Um, and even being close to people who don't look like you and, you know, learning to forgive and all type of things, you know what I'm saying? But it's all part of God's kingdom and uh, it's constantly expanding and um, we definitely want to change the world, make a difference. But it starts with us, my brother. Mm-hmm. It starts, it starts with, with changing internally, repenting of your sins, learning to forgive, let go. Trust in the Lord and uh, walking is what is He called you to do, and um, shine a light to a lost and dying world. Walking His purpose. Yeah, man. So, but yeah, I mean, y'all heard so much about us, you know, a lot about what we do. You know, we're excited to get some special guests on here, man. And, oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be incredible. Oh, yeah. I do got something too. Yes, and if they, have, if they have any questions, they can feel free to like hit us up on Instagram. If you got a question, yeah. let me do that. And I'm wearing blues. Just, 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 just a, a quick thought. Yeah. What's up? If they count how many times Jay said in each podcast perspectives, <laughs> I, I get him a fifty dollar gift card. Oh, 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 oh! You know what I'm saying? You said it. What? Well, so there you. it is, bro. Hey, and you, you gotta, gotta go back. You gotta, gotta go back to every episode. Hey, bring some more people, bro. But you Let see, my help. brother. So when you lay down the table, my brother, that means you gotta. Go I know the number. Every... Oh, for real. Oh. All right, so you know the number, my brother. So, <laughs> all right, one of y'all, y'all gotta do something. See, you've been kind of paying attention, my brother, because you know you got to add different perspectives to it, <laughs> <laughs> my brother. So did that number just change, my brother? Because you said it at least once or twice, my brother. Yeah, my brother. So you gotta. Oh snap. Because perspective, you got to put the perspective. He loves that the word. Perspective like, as a perspective, though. <laughs> because you know what I'm saying, you got to put the perspective. You got to be smart, my brother. You got to be educated. You know what I'm saying, my brother. What you say? As I was just processing. <laughs> no, that's good. That's All right, but yeah, so we get we're, we're um put on Facebook. You know what I'm and saying? Any t-shirt. questions y'all got? We still working on the T-shirts. We ain't gonna be on the picture of it, but yeah, the guy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so uh, we'll like, put it on IG, and even if we do put it on a shirt, it ain't gonna be faded. If it is, it's part of the design, my brother. Oh God! But um, just like God design. You know what I'm saying, yeah, for real. But I mean, with that being said, man, we we look forward to the series. Look forward to learning some things. You know, hearing from y'all and. You know, just getting deep, getting down to the skin. So, uh, is there any final remarks? You know what I'm saying? But, hey, everybody, come on. Go ahead and check us out. All social medias. uh, Time Change Podcast. TCP Podcast on IG. Uh, Shoot. Yeah, basically, if you type uh, search in Time Change Podcast, we'll pretty much pop up everywhere. You'll see our goofy faces everywhere. You feel me? Yeah. And down state soon. the lightest one. No. <laughs> <laughs> we know that. Okay. <laughs> but other than that, man, hey, just watch out for us. It's going to be a really, really powerful series. I think it's going to be the best one of the year, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think but, the best one that we did in general, to be honest with you. Man, shoot, we got to, you know what I'm saying? We can't say too much. We got to let, let, let it breathe a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Man, be humble. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sit down. <laughs> Anyways, Mr. Bishop, <laughs> you know, drill. Close you it out. Okay. You know what
Hey, Frank, you good? Out, man. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yo, Before we, before we go, you know what I'm saying? Now we see it. Okay, we got to We're trying to be inspiration to kids, man. You got to be an influence. We out here being a fool. Yeah, you, you gotta laugh, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? All right. All right, let's pray this out. Let's pray this out. <sighs> yes, Lord. Heavenly um, <laughs> Father, I just want to thank you uh, for this great group of men I'm sitting here with, Father God. Mm-hmm. Um, just want to thank you for uh, just placing them in my life, um, just placing them into the community as well, Father. But just uh, most of all, being a God, um, a man of God, Father. Mm-hmm. Um, as they continue to be endure uh, the calling that you place in their lives. Uh, that they continue to receive your love and encouragement uh, from all the people that's around them um, and us as well as a group, Father God, um, that you continue to protect us um, mm-hmm. and mold us into the man that you called us to be. Uh, just pray for uh, the community of Lynchbury, Father, that we continue to be unified um, and continue to pull uh, pull more love into uh, the those around us um, to get them more closer to you. Um, as we continue to just pray more that uh, people will continue to hear uh, Hill City's, Hill City's uh, mission and get more involved and uh, be more hands-on and within the community and get them more involved uh, with things that's going around and within our church and, and on in with all around the community and most of all what's in the world as well, Father God. Um, I just pray that you continue to lift up the next generation, um, that you continue to uh, point them in the, in, the, in the direction that you want them to be, but most of all to the positive people, uh, that they find outlets, um, any, uh, you know, uh, situation they may dealt with, Father, uh, that they'll come to the right people. Most of all, they'll come to the church with open arms, and uh, the church will accept them as well, Father. Uh, and I just pray that uh, that you continue to uplift uplift this podcast um, for more uh, for the listeners as well, uh, Father God. Uh, for any people that that may feel like they're you know may not be capable of doing a podcast, that they get encouragement to do it as well. Uh, if any advice and things that you will be open to uh, show them the ways and how things is done with the podcast as well. And just pray for all the people that, that listen, Father, we continue to support us. Uh, that you continue to bless their lives as well. In Jesus' name I pray, man. Amen. Amen. You already know the deal. You know how we ended off. So you got to drink your water. Mind your business. <laughs> pray, my brother. Oh, God. God bless y'all. Y'all have a great night. Peace. <clears throat> so, you know what I'm saying?